Here we go. Blog Talk Radio. Let's get lost in a better place. Pick up a bird, travel through time and space. So much to learn, so much to see. A chance to escape reality. Open your mind and your heart. Gain new knowledge for a fresh new start. Day Network will bring you there. So let's talk about it when life and on the air. Good morning, everyone. This is Fran Lewis, and this is MJ Network. MJ After, my sister, Marsha Joyce. And before I forget, I promised I would do this because it's a family thing. <laughs> Happy birthday, Kaya. Kaya is six, and she's going to be my new reading partner very soon because she devours 10 books a week, too, and she's going into second grade next year. And I am so proud of you. So happy birthday, Kaya, and we love you, and I can't wait to see you and Kenzie, my fun partner. Have a great day, and I miss you both. And now we have the author of Beyond the Headlines. Claire is back, and let me tell you something. She's relentless in this one. She doesn't give up until she gets the job done. So good morning, R.G. Belsky. How are you? I'm glad to have you back on MJ Network. Hey, Fran. Uh, good to be here. And I'm by myself this time. You know, I, I've, I've, you know, I've been on a number of times, and a lot of we've had some good group discussions. And uh, but I just get to talk about myself today. Well, that's good because in two weeks you get to talk with about four other people. <laughs> I, I had a surprise. Those are fun. Those I, are fun. Those are fun too. Yeah, the panel is going to be uh, the twentieth. You're coming on, and mm-hmm. we're going to talk about characters and how you create their vengeance or whatever. And we have a special person that's coming on along with you. Uh, Philip Mogollin asked to be on the panel that day. Right. Oh yeah, and he. I was on. I was on once. Uh, I was uh, on with him one of your shows in the past, and he's uh, he's uh, he's a very uh, yeah he's a very highly acclaimed uh, author. I've I've read I've read some of his stuff. Yeah, he's good. And when I need to need to know something, I know who to ask. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> so what? Tell us a little bit about this book, and what this is very different than the other ones. I know that. So um, Claire becomes in, involved in Laurie's case. Why is Laurie arrested? And why does Claire care? Well, well, you know, you 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 scare me a little when you say that because somebody else said that. Said, well, you know, it's different yeah. than the other books, and I I don't know that this it is. is. I mean, I I try and uh, I try and keep the Claire character pretty much as you know as consistent as I can uh, uh, through the books. Obviously, each story uh, each storyline is different, um, and you know, this storyline beyond the headlines, what it really involves is a. Uh, a woman celebrity, her name is Laurie Bateman, and she's one of these people who is, uh, you know, and we've seen them in real life, who is kind of famous for being famous. That's what she, that's why everybody knows her. Um, and, you know, sort of like a Kim Kardashian person. And she's uh, in all the media and all the headlines. And she's married to a very, very wealthy man who's much mm-hmm. older than her. And uh, he is murdered, and she's found at the scene, and she is uh, arrested for his murder. So it, of course, becomes a giant story uh, for the media, and that's where my character, uh, uh, Claire, gets involved. Yeah, well, Laurie is not exactly my favorite person. How would you describe her person? Claire takes an interest because, you know, that's Claire. And, you know, if Laurie thinks she's innocent, you know, what the heck, right? So right. how would you describe her personality? Well, um, you know, uh, the Laurie Bateman has, yeah, there's a lot of layers. I mean, she's she's yeah. kind of like an America's sweetheart. She's this beautiful, uh, it, it, the, she, she basically had come to this country from Vietnam where she was born and became a child star and a fashion model and then a, a, a sort of an actress, but not like an Academy Award winning actress, but like one of those, you know, she makes movies. But she's, like I say, she's more of a celebrity because she's like on that list of celebrities. And then she mm-hmm. marries this wealthy, wealthy guy and then becomes even more famous for that. And, um, uh, you know, basically, and I'm not doing any spoilers here, I think, you know, in the beginning, uh, uh, everybody thinks that uh, Laurie is guilty of murder, except for Claire. 
and Claire, uh, you know, it believes that there's a whole other story there, and, you know, mm. once they, she goes to interviews her, and she begins to feel empathy for her, and, uh, and, uh, and, 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 and believes she's innocent. Um, and then at some point in the book, uh, other evidence comes up, and Claire is not sure. And then, it, so, it, you know, it, it, is, you know is, is Lori Bateman guilty, or is she innocent? And that, that's kind of, uh, you know, what Claire has to find out. And, and you know, there's a lot of sideshow to this. So, um, you know, yeah. one of the, I, draw, I draw a lot. I draw a lot when I do my books on um, real-life stories I covered as a journalist, as you know. And, uh, you know, one of the biggest, cele- well, the biggest celebrity crime story ever probably was, uh, you know, O.J. Simpson. And uh, I, I sort of would compare, you know, the Lori Bateman case, and there's some courtroom scenes and stuff, a bit to that because, I mean, you know, it's kind of captivating the nation, you know, this big celebrity charged with this horrendous murder, very much like O.J. Um, and the difference is um, in O.J., uh, there was another factor, and that was race. So race played a big part in that, and, and um, you know, and to some degree some of the evidence was not was not recognized because, you know, race took over. Well, with um, with this case, it's uh, women's rights in Me Too because mm-hmm. this becomes a big part. Was was she being abused by her husband and things like that? So, you know, this is all the stuff that Claire has to work through and kind of, you know, try and get put aside the sideshow or get you know, go through the sideshow and try and find the actual hard evidence of uh, of, of what happened, and you know, is this woman just this poor? Is the is Lori Bateman a, a victim too, or is she, or is she a murderer? And that that's kind of what 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 the book is all about. I know, and when they see the truth, they'll be like, "Holy God, that's really good." And it's not, you know, and yeah, and I I think the answer it's not the answer is not a simple answer. So you know, there's a lot, no, it's there's not. A lot going on here, and. And the other, um, the other, the other element to this, as you know, is um, I. Uh, I also brought in uh, my own. So I was in Vietnam when I was uh, yeah. very young, and I got drafted. And I've always kind of wanted to write a little about that. So I, I, I basically have a sort of Vietnam plot here. So a lot, a lot of the background of the, of what happened, you know begins 50 years ago in Vietnam where Lori Bateman had been born and uh, her husband had been serving in Vietnam and you know the question is there's some connection there between them you know mm. and uh, so uh, uh, Claire has to go back and, and and you know and basically deal with a 50 years 50 years ago a war that uh, in Vietnam uh, to try and find answers to you know what might have uh, what might have happened today that that was interesting and fun for me to do because I was able to draw on some of my own experiences in Vietnam to uh, to talk about the you know to talk about that period yeah well you have that in that section that's why yeah I read that section yeah. several times. yeah I know yeah, that this book was a little different only because each section had a, was dealt, dealt with something else and you did bring it back to Vietnam and how she found his, uh, Laura's parents and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, you know, it's sort of, I think, you know, it all comes together, you know, at the end, but, uh, uh, you know, and one interesting thing that I thought, and I think I talk mm-hmm. about, I, I think I talk about in the author's note, I'm not sure, but at the end, at the end of the book, but um, I don't do a lot of... Um, I don't do. I don't like to do a lot of research for my books because I spent my whole life as a journalist researching stuff. So I like to. So I basically get around that by writing about stuff I know. So I write about New York City, which I know, and I write about newsrooms, which I know, and I generally write about locations of things that I know. But in this case, um, I had to do some serious research on Vietnam because, I mean, apart mm. from everything else, you know, just what her name in Vietnamese was. You know, you have to make sure that that's right and things like that. But one of the the key points in this book is 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 mm. as you know is what in Saigon in the late sixties while Americans were there you know in the war mm-hmm. what would what were young Vietnamese men doing were they all in the army or were they going to college you know like 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 mm-hmm. in America I mean what were their colleges operating in Saigon at the height of the war and I didn't know the answer to this and I uh, I wound up talking to uh, Several prominent schools, like I actually, you know, I, I think I, you know, Ivy League schools and stuff where I, I went to Asian departments and asked, and actually, it was amazing. Mm. It was, it, people did not, a lot of people didn't know the answer. And uh, eventually I was able to track down two people who, uh, including one who actually was growing up in 
Saigon at that time in the late 60s, um, who were able to tell me that, yes, believe it or not, and I found this amazing, that in the late 60s in Vietnam, there were, there were young men, just like in America, mm-hmm. who would go to college to get a deferment from the Army. So, like, if you, you, know, if you could get a, uh, go to college in Saigon, then you didn't have to fight the Viet Cong as a Vietnamese, and you, you were going to college while this war was going on around you. Um, and uh, I found that amazing, but it was, like, kind of an yeah. essential element for the, for the book. And uh, when you read the book, you'll, you'll, you know, people will see why. But um, so I, I was, you know, I, I was able to find out some stuff I, I never knew before, which was, which is always kind of fun. Yeah, but that's good that you're able to have those contacts. When I, when I wrote my last book, it has no people in it, so I didn't have to ask anybody's opinion. <laughs> that's easier, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, population population zero got, is very popular for some reason. And it's like nine worlds with no people. And then the dead person comes back to experience it, but once they're gone, you can't ask them any questions. I'm sorry. No way. But I think the funny part is that I had 52 copies of the book. There's none left. I can't believe that there are actually 50 people. I don't know what they think. I mean, a couple of people said they didn't like it because it was scary and depressing. I said, I really don't care. That's okay. So tell us about Janet. I like Janet. She's sort of centered well, Claire. Yeah, Janet is uh is uh uh Claire's best friend and uh uh you know it's um I like I like her too. She's kind of everything Claire isn't. Um she's yeah. kind of Claire's opposite, which is why that they're probably friends in the sense that I mean Claire Claire is a terrific journalist, but her personal life is a mess, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. she's married three times and she makes all these terrible decisions about men and everything. And uh, Janet is like one of these people who, uh, you know, sort of seems to have it all, at least on the surface. You know, I mean, she's a uh, she's a, a, a successful lawyer. She's happily married. She's the mother of two kids, but uh, she still likes hanging out with Claire. And uh, and I sort of play off the, you know, she, and she, I, you know, she's I can't. They're just like best friends, and uh, you know she's constantly kind of you know giving Claire advice on how to straighten up her life, mm. which Claire basically it doesn't really follow. And uh, so the, those scenes, um, uh, you know, I'll, I'll intersperse a number of scenes with uh, Janet through the book, and it also gives Claire a, a chance to, you know, to to find out more about her personal life because you know on the one hand she's covering the story, but a lot of the book also involves following the life of a of a journalist in New York City who is Claire mm. and uh and uh, I think uh, uh using Janet uh you know really really helps uh, really helps uh, kind of show a lot about Claire so um yeah so she's fun she's fun to write about Now let's get into the guy that got killed I don't know about this Charles one. Hollister right Charles so, Hollister so right. why does everyone think that she killed him well, because she was standing over the body, um, so yeah, no, standing uh, over his body. Yeah, and and, uh, and uh, yeah, so <laughs> that that was, and then she tried to run, and uh, also uh, the background is so he's worth uh, like a billion dollars. He he, I kind of portrayed him as a kind of a Steve Jobs character, a guy who basically uh, back in the '70s had made a fortune by coming up with mm. the, you know a microchip that revolutionized the computer world. And uh, then he, you know, kept going with all this other stuff. And he's like one of the richest men in the world. And he's married mm-hmm. to this beautiful young woman who's 35 years younger than him or whatever, or 30 years younger. And um, uh, and he's about to divorce her. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, and uh, uh, so all of this uh, comes together to make her the, you know, clearly the prime suspect. I mean, she's... It's I uh, you know the, the the he's shot with her gun, uh, she's standing over the body when somebody walks in and finds them. Uh, uh, she's got a motive, um, and and also um, you know she had just hired a private uh, detective to spy on him, and uh, the private detective had showed her these pictures of her husband in bed with some other young woman. So she, mm-hmm. you know everything points at Claire as being the guilty person, and that that's where. Where uh, I'm sorry, with at uh, with Laurie as being the guilty person, and that's where Claire steps in, and and it's like, and Claire's always kind of like looking at the other side, like, okay, everybody, all this shows that Laurie did it, but what if she didn't? Let me look at the other side of it. And yeah. So she begins trying to, 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 you know, she becomes convinced 
that um, the Lori is didn't do it, that she's innocent, and that there's something else going on here. And so she pursues that story, and then uh, at some point she's she kind of isn't sure about that either. And you know, she follows the evidence through. I mean, that's one of the things that's fun doing. Um, Claire yeah. kind of follows the trail of evidence and sees where it leads her, and it you know leads leads in a lot of different <laughs> a lot of different directions. You know, a lot of younger women do the same thing for money. And they figure if he's 90 years older than me, he's going to croak and he's going to leave it all to me. Don't be so sure. You don't know. <laughs> so you got to read the you got to read the prenup before you decide to sign the marriage certificate. What well, you know, say? there was you know, there's been a there's been a you know, I mean, I I I do comparisons in the book to like uh, uh, you know, uh, like Rupert Murdoch, for instance, was married the last two. Well, you know, uh, Wendy Ding, I think her name was, and then Jerry yeah. Hall. The the Mick Jagger's ex-wife, all of whom were substantially younger than him, and people make jokes about it. And so I I use that to sort of show like, oh, people thought it was funny that this old guy Charles Hollister was married to this, you know, attractive young woman. But yeah. um, but uh, uh, so this all plays into it when then he's found dead because yeah, you're left. Well, was she trying to get the money or or more than she had the money? She was trying to prevent because if if he was dead. Um, you know the way it works out. Uh, the will. If he was dead, she would have made a lot more money. So it, but that, yeah. that was an incredible motive for her to to kill him. I don't blame her. What can you do? So we have some people that. Well, I know. I'm not. Inter- but we don't know. But we don't know. She killed him. That that that. Yeah, we don't point. know yet. Yeah. 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 It's so sad. What can I say? My father tried to fix me up with quite a number of millionaires, and I said I'll choose the one I want. I don't care about that. <laughs> He did literally said, I mean, you had to see these people. They were horrible. They were multimillionaires, a jewelry guy, a furniture guy, a whole bunch of, and a pharmacist. And I gave them all to my cousin. I said, I'm six, seventeen years old, and you're like 40? They're all yours. Like, oh, my God. I, it didn't help now. It was, it was hilarious. So where's Melissa? Well, money, you know, money, 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 you know, I mean, you know, certainly in mysteries, I mean, too, money. I have I have one line, uh, I have one line mm-hmm. in, early in the book where uh, uh, Janet, who's a lawyer involved in this, mm-hmm. you know, and Claire have the conversation, and uh, she starts talking about the wills and prenups, Janet does, and and Claire says, uh, so, this is all, so this is all about money, right? And Janet says, always is, you know, and that's really true, you know, and especially in these kind of marriages. Yeah. It's all about the money, you know. No worth it. Trust me. So we have Melissa, Max, and Susan. Who are they, and why does Claire want to interview all of them? She's really, well, really you know, on there's this. A cast of, there's a cast of characters because one thing you you need to do in a book, yeah. obviously, is you need to you need to uh, uh, you need to have other suspects. You need to have other people who might yeah. have reason to want her dead. I mean, it's uh, that you know, it's like any mystery. You know, uh, like a murder she wrote. Well, who are all these people, and who you know, everybody had a motive and. Uh, so Melissa is um, the uh, young girlfriend of Charles Hollister. It's his mistress, and she's actually you know younger and and maybe even you know sexier than Laurie because like Laurie I think is like it, you know because Laurie was born in Vietnam at the end of the war. Laurie is like in her late forties. We're still substantially younger than than Charles, but uh, Melissa is like in her twenties, um, and uh, so she she becomes a, a player in this. And then uh, I think you said Max Gunther. He, so he he was a businessman who threatened to kill Hollister over some business thing that Hollister had done. And you know, because one of the things with rich people like like Hollister is you make a lot of enemies along the way. You know, like yeah. you've done a lot of things that are bad. But you know, and even if you don't, there's a lot of people who just hate you because you're rich. So uh, uh, Max Gunther, uh, I think that was the name. He he had been. Um, uh, he, he had been a, a business rival, and and he felt that Hollister had done un, you know unethical things. And at one point, he was heard threatening to uh, to uh, to kill him. And then Susan Daly is one of um, uh, Hollister's ex-wives. So Hollister had been married three times before uh, mm. uh, before uh, Laurie. And uh, uh, one of the one of the one of the things that Claire winds up doing is going back to all the the ex-wives where she finds out, you know, she she finds out information about Hollister from the ex-wives and one of them is is uh Susan uh, Susan Daly. So, yeah, I mean there's a there's a lot of characters here. Um there's a very shady uh, private eye who uh you know that who's who who was actually at yeah. some point working for both Hollister and Laurie against, you know, and he's uh he's not a private eye like um 
he's not a private eye like uh, uh, like you see in like a, a you know a, a, a noir movie. You know, he's not wearing a trench coat and you know in a little office. I mean, he's kind of like the kind of private investigators you like a corporate guy. He's got like a big suite of offices. Uh, he's very slick. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I try to portray him that way. Like when Claire first goes to his office, um, it's like she's in an insurance office or something. It's a big business operation that he, that he runs. So you've got a lot of players here and there are many more. And, uh, you know, the question is, uh, a lot of them have something to gain and, you know, Claire's trying to figure out, did one of these people, were they involved in Hollister's death? And um, and that that's that's where it gets sort of complicated. It does. Now we get to Vietnam and we get to Bert. So who is Bert Stovall and how does he relate back to all of this? Well, Bert Stovall is uh, like um, um, Hollister's confidant, and he's been that for like uh, – 50 years or whatever. So uh, Bert and uh, and this is part of the Vietnam part. Bert and um, and Charles Hollister met when they were like mm. young men, got drafted into Vietnam, and they became friends. And then when Charles Hollister uh, discovers this uh, microchip and begins this company that winds up being very rich, he he asks uh, Bert Stovall, his friend, to come work with him, and he does. And they you know they've worked together ever since. And you know Stovall is kind of like his his right-hand man, and, you know, he's the kind of guy that runs the day-to-day operation of the company, and uh, he's also Hollister's, uh, he's also Hollister's uh, best friend, so, uh, you know, he, he, uh, Claire winds up going to him for uh, a lot of, a lot of, you know, a lot of information in the beginning uh, uh, about, about Hollister, because he knew Hollister so, so well. What, Laurie, she goes to the um, jail, Claire, and she shows Laurie some photographs. What is, how does she react when she sees them? Uh, I'm trying to think. What, what, what are the photographs of? Victor, 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 saw, Victor saw them also. The same photographs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, there were photographs. I guess you're talking about the photographs of her husband with, uh, with another girl, with the with with the Melissa Hunt girl. Uh, but. Yeah. Uh, Basically, the the jailhouse, and, you know, Claire's big thing is to, you know, so this woman is in jail charged with murder, and yeah. everybody in the world wants to hear about her, and Claire is able to, uh, with some help from Janet, is able to get to uh, uh, Lori's lawyer and do a, a jailhouse interview with her, um, and uh, this becomes very dramatic, because during the jailhouse interview, Lori... Uh, talks about being physically abused by, by Hollister and, you know, becomes very mm. emotional and sort of is portrayed as the victim. And it's a, it's a very powerful television. And it kind of changes um, a lot of the mood of the public because in the beginning the public was like, oh, you know, this, this she's just a gold digger. And, then it, and now she sort of becomes the victim and she becomes like a kind of cause for a lot of people who believe – um, you know, it's 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 kind of two things. Number one, some of them believe she actually didn't do it, and then there are other people that believe, well, even if she did do it, she you know she was justified because you know he had he had uh, mm. abused her physically and emotionally uh, during the marriage. So uh, so that jailhouse interview becomes very very important and kind of mm. turns the case around and and eventually leads to. Um, um, and again, this is not at the end of the book. This is fairly early on in the book. It eventually leads to, uh, a, you know, a kind of reversal of the charges against uh, against Lori Bateman. And um, you know, she just, she's able to get public sentiment, you know, on her side. And much of that is because of Claire. Well, what can I say? So far, so good. Now, this part really got me. I know that she has a boss, Jack Farron, but I know this Mitchell Lamberg, Lansberg, what did he offer her a job, and why would she consider it? <laughs> I was like, you're not really well, going to do that. Well, that was interesting. You, know, you, you, always want, you, always want, you always want kind of side plots or B plots in, the, in a story, yeah. you know. And, uh, and uh, uh, so uh, what I, what are the big uh, side plots in this is, um, whether uh, whether Claire should leave her job for a different job, and it's a much better job on some level. So Mitchell Landsberg is a um, 
is a uh, you know uh, an executive with a big media company out on the west coast and they're starting a talk show um and it, you know it's i mean you know you think of the view or you know uh, ellen or something like that and it's kind of a news oriented talk show and uh but it would be national it would be you know a national syndication so it would be all around the country and um and uh, and Claire would be one of the stars. She would be one of the, the key people on the show. Uh, so it's a it's a very uh, enticing offer because I mean even though Claire is the news director of Channel 10, she's you know she's working at a local station you know in New York, um, and this would make her kind of a national figure. Um, so. Uh, so she 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 is juggling this thing throughout the throughout the book, and she's also juggling the fact that she would have to leave New York, which she loves, and move to Los Angeles. So it would be a complete uh, change in uh, in lifestyle for her, but um, it's something she considers. And uh, you know, there's a couple chapters to this book because there's research she needs to do in Los Angeles mm. and Hollywood. Uh, she also, while she's out there, is able to you know meet with Mitchell Landsberg out there and, and talk more about the idea of living out there. Um, so there, there are several, ch- you know, I, I do a number of chapters in the middle of the book, um, mm. which are set on the West Coast. Um, and uh, the, the, those were fun to do. So um, it's, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's just a kind of an interest. Should she, would she take the job or not? But there are mm. reasons for her to consider it because it is a... It, you know, it would be a very it would be a, a very lucrative job. Now we get to the funeral, and only she would do this at a funeral. Mm-hmm. She meets the children of Charles Hollister, and she actually goes up to see if she can talk to them. Only only Claire would do that at a funeral. Nobody else. Mm. And he hits her, and the one and 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 he actually pushes her to the ground at one point. He's yeah, he her, so. he does. He's not nice, yeah. the son. No, so there's there's two children of Hollister. One is a the son, and one is the daughter. And the daughter yeah. is kind of estranged, and she actually bonds with the daughter at some point. But the son is, um, you know, again, the son is a uh, the son very quickly becomes, you know, a very major suspect too in her eyes because he has reasons to want his father dead too and and his father and he you know it 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 had been a strained relationship and he was supposed to be the heir apparent but he might not be and uh, so uh and and Claire doesn't you know Claire doesn't like him and he's very he's 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 mm. kind of like a rich guy who only got rich kid who got where he wanted because where he is because of his father so uh uh yeah he and i and you know so he he goes very high on the suspect list of claire and um she he he shows up drunk at the funeral and and basically uh gives a eulogy in which he you know which is totally inappropriate uh about Lori mm-hmm. bateman and and rips you know criticizes her as being a horrible person and and then um Afterwards, as you point out, Claire tries to talk to him, and uh, it actually turns physical. And there, there's video of him pushing her to the ground. So um, he's a he's a pretty he's a pretty prominent uh, person throughout the book, and uh, uh, not not a not a not a not a sympathetic guy at all. No, you really don't like him at all. And then we have this was really weird. Who is Nick Pollock, and why does he want to talk to Claire? I was like, <laughs> oh, that was odd. Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, he yeah. This is another sort of interesting side plot, and uh, uh, he uh, he's this uh, he's like a federal he's like a federal investigator. Yeah. And, uh, he becomes very in- so he begins following Claire, and she doesn't know who this person is or why she's being followed, and then she finds out that he's uh, <laughs> he's like a you know a tax mm. federal investigator for the Treasury Department, <laughs> and they've been uh, investigating uh, Charles Hollister's finances uh, because of improprieties, and then just while they were about ready to <laughs> do something, uh, Hollister turns up dead. So obviously they're, he's very interested, and he, he knows Claire has been uh, uh, has been very active in the case, so he's trying to find out from Claire, you know, what he can, and, and you know, and the two of them kind of bond. I mean, you know, they wind up helping each other. Um, you know, on the on the case, and uh, you know he's a good look. He's a good looking guy. Uh, Claire says at the beginning she compares him to kind of like Brad Pitt. He's kind of he looks like kind of a a Brad Pitt look. Um, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to talk any more about the relationship, except that they, um, you know, he, he he turns out to be a pretty good guy, and and he and Claire do work together on the 
on the case. Yeah, I got worried that he was going to be number four. I don't know. She's ready for number four. <laughs> she, she, Not yet, yeah, anyway. So we've got the DA mm-hmm, who thinks he's going to got a slam dunk as usual. Yeah, that's and, another, and that's another ex. Uh, he's another ex-boyfriend of Claire's. So yeah. there's a lot of sexual tension still there, and uh, and there's a lot of back because I, yeah, and he he becomes kind of the fall guy because uh, uh, when uh, when there's all this uh, the kickback over uh, uh, Lori being a sympathetic figure, a lot of his sexual history comes out too. The prosecutor and uh, and so he's he's kind of his career is kind of ruined along the way. So um, yeah, he's another guy that uh, that Claire winds up being an adversary of Claire's uh, most of the book. Mm-hmm. Although uh, she does uh, she does you know work with him a little bit you know at some point later in the book. Well, we have Linda. How does Linda help her? And the other character that I love is Maggie. I love Maggie. Yeah, uh, Maggie is uh, Maggie is her. Uh, you know, you, you always need like a deputy or whatever, and Maggie is her uh, her uh, prominent. Uh, uh, is the most prominent person at Channel Ten besides um, besides Claire, and and you know what? So Claire is supposed to be the news director, but the point is Claire is always out chasing murders on her own, so she can't really do yeah. the job of news director. And uh, that so Maggie does it, and you know there's a couple times you know where Maggie's kind of like, well I'm, you know I'm doing your job, Claire, you know because you know and she's very good at it, and she's and again she's kind of like in in a little way um, not personally but professionally, she kind of plays off uh, like like Janet does. I mean she's she's very uh, level-headed and organized and and uh, uh, and she keeps she keeps the she keeps the news the newsroom. Uh, the newsroom running, um, you know, running well, and uh, so that, and she, so she, she, she's, she's been a prominent person in all the, um, in most of the, uh, in most of the, in most of the books. I, I know I've told this story before, but the, the whole idea of Claire being the news director, um, you know, became a bit of a problem because I mean I didn't plan it that way, but when I did the first book in the series, Yesterday's News, uh, it was originally supposed to be a standalone book. I mean, because it was very personally involved in Claire and her own life. Um, and uh, and I never I never thought of it as a series. I just thought of it as a one-off book about a woman chasing a story, which turns out to be all about her. And then uh, after the book came out, and they were like, uh, the, people, the publisher was, uh, the people at Ocean View were like, oh, we want to do a series on this. So now I had a series, but my main character was the news director. And you know, the news director isn't out chasing stories. The news director is sitting mm. behind a desk uh, going over ad rates and stuff. So uh, so in each book, you have to figure out a reason and why Claire is personally involved in the story. Um, and that's why Maggie comes in, because she, she's able to kind of run the newsroom while Claire is, uh, while Claire is catching, catching murders. I think everybody needs one like her. Now, yeah. only, only you would do this, and only Claire would do it. Why does she go to husband number three, Sam, and why does she even go to ask him for help? I don't know. Uh, he's a... He's I a, like him though. He's a cop. Yeah, he's a well. He's a he's a cop. You know, he's a he's a so, uh, you know, he, he that 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 that's the reason. I mean, one of the things that I've tried to do in um, in, in 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 the Claire character uh, in all the books is uh, make the point that uh, all three of her ex-husbands were good guys. I mean, they weren't. They weren't drunks. They didn't beat her. They, you know, they were, you know, I mean, they weren't like bad guys. Mm. Um, they were all good guys. I think one I had is like a doctor was lawyer, you know, and, and then he, the Sam is a, a, a cop. Uh, and Claire has said, uh, at a number of times uh, throughout the books that uh, the failure of the marriage, you know, was was hers. You know what I mean? She 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 knows that she these were all good guys, and she screwed it up because. Uh, Mainly because of her obsession with work. I mean, she worked all the time, and she made work a priority over marriage. Uh, but uh, uh, none of these are bad guys, you know. And uh, and so and Sam, because he's a police officer, you know, she tends to go back to him. And, and there have been occasions where Sam is still attracted to her, but mm. you know, now he's married and he has a kid, and he still he still I think in some sense he still loves her. But uh, but you know he's moved he's moved on with his life in a way that Claire never really really has. Well, she had a boyfriend. I remember in one book, Stephen, 
I thought that you know, but he was well, married. She had this so she guy. Had... She had. She had. Yeah. She had. She. She's had this ongoing thing in two books with a guy. Yeah. Uh, who. Who. Um, who. Uh, uh, Scott Manning. Who. Who. who uh, Scott. Yeah. Who, uh, yeah. Who. Um, who was separated from his wife, but went back to his wife because he wanted to do the right thing and make the marriage work, and also be a father to his kids. And you know, and and. Uh, uh, Clara's two views of this. I mean, on the one hand, she respects him for what he did. On the other hand, you know, she's pissed off because she wanted to be with him. So, um, you know, so that's been an ongoing. He's been an ongoing character in at least two of the books, and he's mentioned in this book. And uh, you know, he he may yeah, know. come back in book five because she's that's somebody that she's really um, really been in love with, and uh, you know, and. Uh, she she's never really been able to move on from so uh but uh you know and then and then the other the other the other thing which you know goes through the books and yeah you know you have to really read them all to, I guess to get the yeah. the reasons for it but is this um you know Clara at the age of uh, late 40s is like had discovered she was a mother and and basically is dealing with the idea well she's not only a mother but she's a grandmother and she's dealing with the uh um She's dealing with that, uh, and she's never, like, been prepared to do that, and so she has to learn, you know, along the way, uh, you know, what to do, and and, uh, another side plot in this is that, uh, you know, there's some medical issues involving her, um, her, her, her daughter and granddaughter that she... You know, again, all Claire's life, all she kind of worried about yeah. was herself, and now, now she realizes she's got to worry about these people, um, and and be there for them in a way she never never did before. So, you know, that's the, all that stuff between that and the new job and the various things. Um, you know, it makes it, it it's interesting to write about because you know, t- for me, even more than the story and the murder and who did it. Uh, the most important part of the book is is Claire, the character. I mean, when I read a book, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't necessarily. I read a lot of books where the story isn't great, you know, but it's the character that that you love and the character. I think that um, you keep coming back for. So more than anything, I want, I want Claire as the character to work, and then the story is important too. But if the story, if it's a great story and Claire's not an interesting character, then it's not going to be a very good book. So I, I really need to, you know, I, you can have a, I, you know, I've said this before, but, um, and I really believe this, you can, you can have a great character and a not so great story and it can still be a really yeah. good book. You can't have a great story and not good character. I mean, I won't, you know, and, and, you know, you, you go back to a lot of characters that, I mean, like, uh, I always talk about people like, you know, Robert Parker and Spencer, you know, I mean, Spencer's a great character. The book, the stories aren't that great, but you read them because of, uh, you know, because of the character. And uh, um, so, I mean, that's 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 what I strive for more than anything, which is to make clear a character that people want to people want to spend time with, people want to come back to. Well, you should see some of the ones I've just read, and the main character, I could live without. Him. Thank God it's a standalone. Yeah, it's not yeah. bad. Well, I've got to remind everybody, Thursday, um, Death in the Dismal, the author is Eleanor Cohns. On the 10th, everybody we know and love, David McCallum, will be there with Vestman's Gale. On the 12th, I've never interviewed her before, but it's dead in the water. On the 18th, yes, Vincent Zandry, Paradox Yes, my, my pal, yeah. my pal. I was on another show with you. I was on the Marsha Marcia, uh, Casper uh, Cook's show. I didn't know you guys week. were on last week, otherwise I would have yeah, listened. Yeah. I found out after, yeah. Right, so Vincent and I, you know, uh, not only did we both have the same publisher, Ocean View, but we both have yeah. books out, I believe, this month. Uh, yeah, I've just gotten to know him recently. He's, uh, he's, he's, he's a good guy, so that, that'd be cool. Well, not only that, but he gave me the blurb for the back cover of, of, of Population Zero. Ah, great. He gave me the blurb for it, and so did Alan Topol. I was totally honored. So I'm really excited. Um, the 20th, we have a panel in which you're on. We're going to talk about characters, um, how you choose the adversary. It doesn't have to be the villain. And the challenges. On the 24th, we're going to talk to uh, Philip. Is going to be there again, and a whole bunch of lawyers and Police officers, we're going to talk about how you bring your job into your characters. And I'm not sure about this. Minister Sam is supposed to do the 26th, and we're supposed to talk about hope and faith and all the rest. And I haven't gotten a confirmation, so I'm not sure yet. And next month, I am told, I, I was like so surprised. 
Um, Don Bentley is taking over the um, Tom Clancy Target acquired June seventh. So that should be interesting, and I hope they send me the book fast because it's got 10,000 pages. But well, we'll be okay. <laughs> now, yeah, Lori is the, the trial, and why is the trial making her more popular? I mean, everybody wants, you know, there are people that don't think she's guilty or is guilty. They don't, you know, there's always a mixed bag, but why is the trial making her so popular? Well, um, I mean, two things happen in succession in the book. One is the jailhouse interview that I mentioned to you, which yeah. gets a certain amount of sympathy. And then once the tr- so people have sort of switched and are now much more sympathetic to her. I mean, during the trial, she actually gets on the stand, and uh, much like in the interview, she gives a very emotional uh, uh, testimony about you know terrible things Hollister had done to her, and uh, and and basically uh, she she comes across. Uh, very sympathetically as a victim of this. And uh, so the two things together, the jailhouse interview and then her dramatic testimony in the trial, uh, basically helps convince people that, uh, you know, like I said, it's two things. Number one, A, she, A that she didn't do it, or even if she did, she was somehow mm. justified, you know, in, in defending herself. And uh, so so that's... That, and, and both of those things, and, you know, it, it, we're still talking relatively early in the book. So, so yeah. the beginning of the book is basically Claire trying to prove she's innocent, and then she succeeds in that between the interview and the trial. And then the rest of the book is Claire trying to figure out, well, wait a minute, is she really innocent or not? And then following the evidence, yeah. and, that's, and that's where it gets to us. I, I wanted to just, uh, just say a couple of quick things about, about, uh, about myself and the books in case we run out of time. One, just so everybody knows, uh, I, don't, I don't know we mentioned it, um, today is actually publication day for Beyond the, Beyond uh-huh. the Headlines. So today is the day it's actually out. So it's, uh, it's available in hardcover and ebook. Um, and for those, I know this doesn't include you, Fran, because I know you're not an ebook reader. But for <laughs> but for people who do like ebooks, and there are many of them, mm-hmm. uh, there's a there's a special promotional deal right now on uh, on Amazon where uh, you can get the Amazon Kindle version of it for like 1.99. In fact, you can get all four of the Claire books for like 1.99 each in Kindle on on as this Amazon deal. And then it's also out in in hardcover. So 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 that's pretty cool. And then next week. Um, a week from today, the paperback version of uh, The Last Scoop will be out. It was out in hardcover originally last year, and so the paperback version uh, will be out in that. So it's a lot of, you know, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of cool, cool stuff happening. And uh, there's one other thing I just wanted to share with you, friend, because, you know, you and I haven't, I haven't mm-hmm. talked to you about this, but um, tomorrow uh, there's going to be a new Netflix series, a four-part documentary about Son of Sam and the summer of 77 in New York and all that. Oh, wow. And uh, I'm, uh, I'm going to be on it. I'm going to be uh, one of the talking heads on there. So uh, they, they filmed this about a year and a half ago, and it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's going live on Netflix uh, tomorrow, May 5th. And I'm kind of looking forward to it. I have no idea how much I'll be in it, but they tell me I'm in it. And, uh, uh, mm-hmm. you know, talking about covering Son of Sam at the New York Post back in the late 70s and the summer of uh, 77 so so anyway a lot of a lot a lot of stuff going on <laughs> so uh you know so i just wanted to share all that that's exciting we have this program um i don't know what channel my, my husband finds it i love it it's called serial killers mm-hmm. and son of sam was on it and the whole and um Ted Bundy and all of them, and they actually had right. them on the. the oh, so I love that stuff. Well, this my one kind is of called. Uh, this one is called Son of Sam's plural. I know. Descent, in, descent into darkness, and and the theory is, and and I don't necessarily, uh, you know, support this theory because I don't know that I don't know anything about this. But the theory is is that Son of Sam didn't act alone; that there were a lot of other people. There was like a cult that was doing the killings. Uh, my only uh, involvement in this series mm-hmm. is to talk about what it was like, you know, during that summer. Uh, but uh, the the premise of the whole thing is that there are other Son of Sam's that you know out there that got away. So it's you know, I mean, again, I have no knowledge of any of that, but it's it's should be interesting to watch. Some of the murders took place where I live in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. So yeah. a lot of people like myself, sort of like you had to be careful. And since he was a postman, you just didn't know. Yeah. 
yeah. Well, you know, we didn't know we didn't know that till later. All we all we knew then was that he liked he liked dark dark head dark That's why I borrowed my sister's blonde wig. Yeah. No, I'm a blonde. I don't care. So, Laurie gets um Claire gets offered the job, and how come he says he doesn't want her? How ridiculous is that? Well. See, you're giving away the ending now. <laughs> oh no, never mind. There's okay, a lot, of, there's the a next lot of there's a lot of uh you know, it's just the yeah. You know, T V news look, T V the T V business yeah. is just pretty crazy and uh there's a lot of uh a lot of weird stuff that happens and uh that's out of place. And Claire does you know, Claire has the same reaction. I mean they want her, then they don't want her, and does she want them? Yeah. And uh, Claire, Claire's a much more direct person, and um, and then uh, this guy, uh, uh, Mitchell Landsberg, also, you know, as we find out later in the book, also is another possible romantic interest for her because yeah, he, he, I know. he's kind of interested in her, and so she has to uh, she has to deal with that, and and you know, like like. Um, it's kind of interesting, I I thought, in this book, because in the previous books I've done, she's always been, like, having a pretty torrid affair with somebody, you know, whether it be this guy Manning or somebody else, you know, that she's uh, she's having a relationship with, uh, sexual relationship with. Um, in this book, she's juggling a couple different guys, but um, it's just a little different because there's the, 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 uh, the Treasury Department guy, there's uh, the ex, the district attorney guy who was an ex of hers, uh, there's this guy who wants to give her a job, um, so um, it's, uh, it's it's just a little different, I mean, it's not like she's with one guy, she's trying to make decisions about a, a number of men, and there's pluses and minuses, you know, to them all, in many cases, minuses, um, so, uh, uh uh, you know. Anyway, you, you, if, when you read the book, you'll 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 see. With like, I don't want to give away too much about some. Of no, the but I get worried about yeah. her because you know, after all, too many guys. I don't want her to get a disease. Poor thing. Got to be careful. <laughs> so, how does Claire? Claire's going to do this this newscast, right? How does she or someone prepare for a newscast like this? Which which newscast? Which part? At what point? Is she gonna Is she gonna talk about uh, Laura? Does she does the, Does she talk about her on the news? Does she talk? Oh, you mean about at the, the end? Case? You mean at the end? You mean at the end? Yeah. yeah well, without yeah. giving it away, how does how does somebody prepare for something like that? Oh, I don't. <laughs> I you know I don't know. I mean you know again I I think uh, uh, she. Um, there's a very dramatic on-air confrontation at the end, yeah. and uh, and Claire and Claire um, and Claire manipulates that. Uh, she doesn't necessarily tell people she's going to do it, uh, and that's just kind of Claire. Uh, I don't I don't think she really has to prepare for it because she knows everything about the case already. Yeah. she spent all this time doing it, uh, but she's taking a, a very big. Ch- what she's doing requires a big risk on her part, and. You know, one of the things that uh, rec- uh, occurs throughout the books at times is Claire is willing to, Claire is willing to do stuff that could risk her own career, that could destroy her own career, um, that she'd never be on television again if they go wrong. But she she's willing to do that to uh, to get the story out and get the truth, and she's done that she's done that before, um, and you know, and she does does that again at this end of the book. And so there's a very dramatic on-air confrontation. That's really all Claire. And uh, and uh, she knows that, you know, the power of television is the best way to get the message she wants across. And so she's willing willing to do whatever it takes to uh, to do that. Yeah, well, I, what I was talking to you about before this, I must say, I'd love to do that also. Mm. Eventually, I think I might have to actually bring it out to the media if it doesn't work out. Right. I, I thought about that. So why is Charles Jr. arrested? Um, well, a lot of the evidence at some point, you know, again, the, the suspicion keeps going to various people, uh, because that's, you know, that's what a mystery is about. And, uh, and, uh, at some point, uh, Charles Jr. is, uh, is arrested. And, you know, after, uh, after, Lo- after, uh, originally Lori was arrested mm-hmm. and then, you know, again, so it turns out Charles has many, many motives for wanting his father dead because his father was about ready to write him out of the will and stuff. And so, uh, the the finger begins to point toward Charles, and and unlike Laurie, um, 
Charles is, like we said, is a very unsympathetic, unlikable guy. So it's very easy to kind of like think of him as a as a murderer. And then, uh, you know, very substantial evidence is found uh, in his possession that uh, that indicates uh, that indicates he uh, he did it. So I mean, again, you're you know, hopefully when you're reading it, you're left with this thing. Mm. Uh, all the evidence points to this person or this person, uh, and you know, like. So they did it right, and then and then other evidence comes that points to somebody else. And uh, you know, Charles is one of the key people that the finger of suspicion is pointed at, especially as the book goes on. And uh, um, you know, and 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 Claire doesn't like him, so you know, it's. But again, Claire Claire is the one person, and this is this is what she does. She tries to put all that aside. And still follow the evidence. You know, it's not a matter whether she likes Lori Bateman, not a matter whether she dislikes uh, Charles. Uh, she tries to follow the evidence and 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 see where that takes her. And uh, you know, that's that gets very tangled. And uh, uh, you know, it takes her to the end of the book to figure out what really happened. Well, we're not going to tell anybody how you created that final twist at the end. I go like, oh my God, I wasn't sure, sort of, but yeah. Okay, so we talked about that. Tell us about Lucy and her relationship with her. And are you going to bring her back again? Well, yeah, so... Uh, I like her. Uh, you're talking about the daughter. Yeah, the daughter, yeah, the daughter. Yeah, yeah, because she, she calls her Lucy because her name now is actually, I think, uh, something else. But, yeah. Uh, and, you know, again... This, it's a little hard to talk about this because it's such a big part of the plot of the original book, Yesterday's News. So yeah, everybody has it's already want to go back in it. But, but, but the bottom line is, is uh, uh, this is a daughter that uh, she uh, she had when um, she was in college. Uh, so you know, whatever, 25, 30 years ago, whatever, and uh, and uh, she she gave the she never knew the daughter. She you know gave her gave her up, uh, and this is all in the in the past. And uh, and then you know at some point as part of the story, uh, she winds up you know connecting with the daughter again and finding the daughter. And this is what I talked about earlier. So it's like Claire yeah. has not been a mother all her life. I mean, she gave birth, but she hasn't been a mother all her life. She's been this kind of single woman or married woman with no children. And uh, now suddenly, you know, in her late 40s, uh, she's uh, she's dealing with the fact that she has this daughter. And, uh, you know, it's not an easy thing for her to know how to be a mother. I mean, she's never had any experience in it or anything. She didn't raise the, the thing. And then um, this wo- this woman, of course, has, not of course, but also has an, another little girl, has had a little girl. So this is Claire's granddaughter. And, and uh, throughout this book, I mean, Claire is uh, very torn in terms of, like, like she wants to be close to them, but she's not really sure how. And and uh, the whole book is this book is set at the Christmas in New York, which is like one of my favorite times because you know it's mm-hmm. so beautiful in New York with Fifth Avenue and the you know the Rockefeller Christmas tree and everything. And um, and so Claire is like the whole question about well, this would this be the first Christmas she spends with her family, and uh, uh, and Claire you know has very mixed feelings about that because uh, there's a part of her that just kind of wants to. Uh, not do it and 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 do what she always does on Christmas, be by herself or whatever, watch an old movie, uh, and so she has to decide, you know, like like, is she really going to be a part of this family or not? And and again, that's a, that's a big, a big part of the one of the B plots of the of the uh, of the book. Well, before we end, what's next for Claire? What's next for you? And when am I getting the one for June? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, next for Claire is uh, it's a book tentatively called "It's News to Me," and that'll be out in oh, I guess uh, sometime late in uh, 2022. So it'll be out next year. Um, and uh, yeah, so that'd be like the fifth in the Claire Carlson series. Mm-hmm. And then, as you know, I write books also under the name of Dana Perry. Uh, and uh, th- that book, uh, the, there will be a Dana Perry book out uh, June 2nd. It's called Her Ocean Grave. And uh, I know you've read the first two, which involved a newspaper reporter, but this is a different book. This involves a, uh, a, a, a 
police officer on the island of Martha's Vineyard. It's kind of like a small-town island uh, police force, and there's a, a missing girl, and it turns into a big story. And uh, uh, so it's a, it's a detective named Abby Pierce who used to work in New York and now works in this small town in Martha's Vineyard. And, I, you know, I, I really enjoyed doing it. So that'll be out on June 2nd. It's called uh, her, uh, her, her, ocean, uh, her Ocean Grave. Well, I hope I get it soon because that's the date we're going to have our, our interview the June second. Yeah, I don't, I don't have the, uh, I don't have, you know, uh, a lot of this. It's put out by a company called Bookature, and they do a tremendous amount of online stuff. And uh, there are print copies, but I don't have the print copy yet. So when I get one, I'll let you, uh, I'll let you know. And uh, it is available online, but I know you don't like to read online, so. Yeah. I can't read. I can't read it. It bothers my eyes. As a matter of fact, the eye doctor yelled at me when I was doing anything online. And I was trying to fill out forms, and then, of course, like I said, um, my niece is going to school, and um, she's going to tell me what she got on her grades. And um, I, I was using my eyes to help her write term papers and stuff. And in order to look something up, I have on between my computer and my phone, I, I, I don't read anything unless it's print. And what I love about um, Ocean View Publishing is that when I get the pre-release, the font is large. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, the the one thing, and I I don't know how that works, you know, with with uh, the you know computer stuff with the eyes, but I do know one of the things that is good about ebooks is you can increase the size on the ebook too. You know, I mean, you know, you no. there is a size yeah. thing that you can do. So uh, so I I I I hear you, uh, Fran, and I like real books too. But I've 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 also been reading. You know, I also read ebooks now, and they're really great for traveling. And when you know, in the days when we actually traveled, you know, uh, because you don't have to carry a stack of books with you, you can read them online. Well, all I know is that I, if I don't write in the book and destroy it, I can't read it. By the time <laughs> I read the book, I have it memorized, and I have underlined and whatever. And I said, oh my God! And then, of course, uh, the porter in my building stopped me this morning. I said, don't worry, there's we a pile outside for you today too. <laughs> so, yeah, he. as a matter of fact, I gave him two copies of uh, my new one. Uh, June 26th, Population Zero is coming out. And I am very happy to say that there were several people, authors that volunteered to read it. <laughs> I said, you don't have to review it. Just give me an idea if you like it or not. It's 76 pages, and um, it's a world with no people, the world with no sun, a world that's cold, a world with ice. A world that was once covered with glass and what people did that was wrong. So maybe after people will read it, they'll stop acting like fools in this one and appreciate each other. Fascinating, is what I'm hoping. fascinating premise, I'll tell you. you know. I, I just sat down and wrote it one day, and I go like, and then I rewrote it about ten times. And I was proud of myself that I even got it done. And Atmosphere picked, picked it up. Atmosphere Press picked it up. But I haven't decided what I'm going to do next. I, I don't know. But I want to thank you so much. Where can everybody get all your books again so everybody knows where to get them? Well, my website is uh, my website is rgbelsky.com, www.rgbelsky.com, and you'll see a lot of uh, a lot of buy options on there. You know, for uh, for, the, mm. for for this book, I mean, all the various places you can get it: Barnes and Noble, Amazon, and uh, uh, yeah, it's in all the you know um, you know books a million, uh, Apple iBooks or Apple Books, you know, all that stuff. Uh, and uh, if you go to my website, you'll see all the uh, you'll see all the places. But you know, you can also go wherever you buy. But you know, just go on Amazon and uh, or whatever. Um, and of course, the hardcover you know is available in uh, in bookstores, and a lot of bookstores are are, are coming back. Um, I mean, actually, I'd, let me just mention this too. And and you should mm-hmm. I'm, you're 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 certainly invited. I'm doing a mysterious bookshop is the last real mystery bookstore in New York City. There used to be five of them, um, but, but mysterious is still like you know, a really great store, and we're going to be doing a, a on Thursday night at six o'clock. Uh, we're going to be doing a, um, a book launch uh, event, a virtual book launch event. Uh, and all you got to do, all anybody's got to do, is just click on at six o'clock on Thursday night. They just have to click on the the link, and it'll take them to like a YouTube thing that'll be showing the event. Um, and uh, if you go to uh, either Mysterious Bookshop website or you go to my website, you. Can find the link, and uh, yeah, you just click on that. And uh, I hope, Fran, maybe you should try. I hope you can maybe drop by six o'clock on uh, Thursday night. And uh, I will, I will, I will try. You just never know yeah. what I'm going to be doing, or which paper I'm going to be writing, <laughs> or or anything like that. Yeah, I just got an email from the the setter from the that that uh, set the stone for my aunt, 
and these people are so amazing. I have to say, Jewish monuments, Elon monuments in New Jersey, they're going to make sure that the grave doesn't sink anymore. They're going to check to see that it was fixed for me. Besides the other work that they're doing, I've never met people like this. Thank God for them. They're really amazing. But I want to thank you so much, and you will be back on May 20th with um, Alan Jacobson and Stephen James and Philip Margolin and and you and John Land. I remember. Great. Very some, good. Of my, some, of my fa- some of my favorite people, too. I like John. Yeah, and one of these days, maybe we'll all get back to the Thriller Fest and yeah, actually see yeah. everybody in person. I haven't well, seen my family in two years. I don't even know what they look like yeah. anymore. Well, you know, uh, this year, uh, you know, Thriller Fest, obviously, and Malice are both virtual, but uh, yeah. uh, Boucher Khan is still supposedly going to be live in August. I don't, you know, I, I'm not 100, you know, I know I've registered. I'm not sure. You know, we all have to wait and see what what the world is like in August and whether we feel comfortable going to it. But. Hopefully it will be so I can torture my nephew who's going to be 26 and look at his face. <laughs> I, have, I haven't seen anybody at all, at all. And my nephew who's just turned 21, Jake turned 21 two weeks ago, and he texted me and said the only thing that's missing today is my aunt. So that made me feel good. He said, because you're the only one in the family with a sense of humor and a personality that cracks people up. (laughs) Yeah, because nobody has a sense of humor. But I want to thank you so much. Everybody, it's it's raining, but so what? The sun's going to come out eventually. And as I say at the end of every show, when you go out, one small ask, please make sure you wear a mask. And for those of you that haven't gotten vaccinated, think about it. It's probably a wise thing to do. And that's just just me, my opinion. So everybody, Dick, thank you so much. Everybody have a great day, and bye. Thanks, friends. Bye-bye.